Welcome to the Evolution of Confidence podcast. If you're listening to this, you probably have huge goals, you have huge aspirations that you want to achieve, and I want to help you get there. Today we're talking about relationships, whether they're romantic or friend relationships, and how they work in our careers and with our businesses. Uh, There is definitely a balancing act when it comes to having relationships and putting your full effort into your business. So let's talk about the different ways that you can keep yourself away from distractions while also maintaining connections with the people that are most important in your life. So the biggest commodity that we have is time and the way that we spend our time depends on our priorities. What you really wanna do is get clear with your priorities from the start of your journey to growing towards your goals and achieving them write down what your priorities are. Does your family fit into your priorities? Do your friends fit into your priorities? And do your financial goals fit into that in one way or the other? Now, a lot of times, just from personal experience that I've come across, uh, especially women that um, get really involved and wrapped up in either their relationship drama or drama with their friends. And of course, if your main priority is your relationship or your your relationship with your friends and that's your number one um you know hopefully you can work on creating a more healthy balance with that person but at the end of the day it does take a lot of time out of your life to give in to drama to be a part of it to have a toxic relationship that's constantly bringing you back to that place where you're spending a whole day a whole week even a whole month worrying about this person their actions and how they affect your life when you know people who have taken themselves out of those kind of situations or have chosen not to be in them to begin with have a lot more time on their hands to focus on their goals their businesses and their dreams so when we come down to the reality of the situation anyone can get wrapped up in drama i've found myself wrapped up in drama before in my life but I recognized it and I knew how much time and energy it was sucking out of my life. Sometimes we can even recognize that and understand that, but if we don't have the boundaries set in place that set us up for success, we can get really encompassed by other people's issues, other people's you know emotions and situations that don't really have that much to do with our lives, but it can really, really end up sucking a lot of time and energy. And the most important thing is your energy the energy that you're giving out on a daily basis and the things that you're giving your energy to if I scroll on TikTok and I'm seeing a lot of content about uh, spirituality and achieving your goals and things that are positive and tips and pictures of the ocean things like that um, I'm going to be in a much different mindset uh, moving forward with the day than I would be if I jump on TikTok and I see a bunch of drama perpetuated by various creators on the app. Um, I've found that I've really lately been noticing that and how easy I think it is for people to get swept up in other people's drama. And some people do enjoy it and feed on it and it can be just a fun you know, thing for them. But for other people, it can kind of take over their lives. You have to look at the content that you're consuming and you have to look at what you're valuing with your time. Um, 
Here are five things that you should look out for if you want to succeed in your career and have great relationships. Number one, do you feel controlled at all by your relationships? Now this can be by the significant other that you're with, this can be by your parents, this can be by your family, this can be by your friends. Really look into each relationship that you have. And if you have this overwhelming feeling of control by someone, especially if it's your significant other, you really need to look at that and say, is this worth, is this relationship worth my future? Is this relationship more important to me than my goals? Because that's actually what you're saying when you're putting much more time into a relationship that's controlling you and telling you what to do and you're sacrificing and you're honestly abandoning your own goals. Is that the place that you want to be in? Number two, especially in a romantic relationship, do you feel that the way that you are now and the person that you're looking to become will be just as respected by your partner regardless of where your life takes you. I can say from personal experience, I was in a very short relationship where I felt like it was very controlling, where the person didn't really understand my need for having time away or going to work, things like that. And that is not conducive for a successful life, in my opinion, because I'm the kind of person that needs freedom. I'm the kind of person that needs the person who my husband is, who says, do your thing, I'm here to support you, whether you are successful in it or not. And if you are super successful, the kind of person that's not gonna be jealous of that success, because that's really important to look at. If you feel like you're a woman that wants to strive in any industry, you have to understand that, especially with all of the videos out there now, they're saying, Oh, tap into your feminine energy. Men aren't gonna like you if you if you have a career or if you're ultra alpha, as they would say. Be yourself at the end of the day. Not every man likes an ultra feminine woman, just like not every woman wants a man that's ultra controlling and paying every single one of her bills and controlling every single bank account. Let's be real, we are in the present day. We are not decades away, like behind. We need to move with the times. And as women, look at the divorce rate, look at the amount of women who think that they're buying into this fairy tale life, who get left with no job, with one or two kids, having to start over. If you wanna set yourself up for success and at least have the options, the options. You don't have to work for the rest of your life if you meet somebody that pays your rent. <laughs> like, you can have that life, of course, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to also understand that that's not going to go that way forever for every single person. And having a backup plan is what gives you a lot of confidence. Me going into real estate, but knowing that I have a college degree gives me a lot of confidence. Um, there are things that you can do and framework and bricks that you can lay for yourself that set you up for a more comfortable and financially secure life. But you have to lay that foundation. It doesn't just happen and you don't just happen into that situation. 
you set yourself up for what could or could not happen in your life. Tip number three is something that I'm actively working on now. I have always had an issue with this and it's setting boundaries with people and saying no. Um, when it comes to any relationship in your life, these are super, super important. When you're first laying the groundwork of your career, you have to kind of let the boundaries fly out the window when it comes to your work. If it's something that you really have to put your all in, especially for the first couple of years to get it up and running, it a lot of times is going to require you to sacrifice your own personal time with your friends and family for work time. Um, the boundaries that I'm talking about setting are really with your family and friends sometimes and having them understand your schedule and that you're going after this certain goal and that's the reason why you have to dedicate your time to it because at the end of the day like I said if you don't choose to give yourself that time and to set those boundaries you're abandoning your own goals and dreams so it is vital to communicate that to your friends and family so that they're not in the dark, you're not just ghosting them and disappearing, but just explaining. You might have to explain it 25 times. Um, it's not gonna happen overnight where people are just gonna be like, oh, you have boundaries now? Cool. Like most people are not gonna enjoy some of the processes of your glow up into your ideal career. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of stamina and energy to go after things that you thought were not in your reach before. What I always want to encourage you guys to do is set goals higher than you think you can achieve because really the sky is the limit, especially for us women. I know that most of my listeners are women and my goal with this podcast is not to put you in the doldrums. Sometimes I listen and I'm like, damn, I am like really serious about all this stuff. But I really do feel passionate about it because I just would hate for people, for my girls out there, to have a false sense of reality. And the reality is, sometimes we are going to have to put in 10 times the amount of work as a man in the same field to get the same result. It's not about complaining about it. It's about understanding it and working within the system that we're in. I mean... I feel like we have so many benefits as women that we should be focusing on over harping on the fact that something's a male-dominated industry or that we have to work harder and it sucks. Change your mindset. Change it to a positive thing. You're revolutionizing the way the world works for future generations. That's really what you're doing. Because as much as we feel like we've made a dent, we're not there yet and there's a lot of work to be done and it starts with you as corny as that sounds. <laughs> the best way that I find that we can make a difference is by doing the trial and error on ourselves. Like doing the boundaries and placing them the way that works for you. I always say the way that works for you because you can listen to 500 success stories, but somebody's talking about personal experience based on a lot of different factors. Sorry, there's planes going overhead if you can hear them. <laughs> But there's a lot of different factors that will go into someone's success. And if you're trying to follow word by word what I say, what somebody else says, what an inspirational figure says, what Megan Thee Stallion says, like anybody that you aspire to be, 
understand that that's their personal journey. And what you need to do is go back to the drawing board and write down the things that make sense to you. Again, write down your priorities. Write down a game plan for how you're gonna set boundaries in your life to achieve your goals in not 10 years, not five years, but maybe two years. Or maybe you wanna do it in five years because you want to have more balance with your friends and family and you that's important to you. It's all gonna be based on what you prioritize, what's important to your values, and what's gonna make you happy in the long run because that's the ultimate goal. Guys, I'm sorry about the sound out there. We are inside now, nice and quiet. Okay, for, so for number four, I wanted to talk about peace of mind. When we are talking about work, we wanna think about like work-life balance, and the way that I try to incorporate that into my life is through making sure that the in-betweens are as peaceful as possible. When I say the in-betweens, when you do have a hectic, busy schedule where you're working, you know, I don't even know how many hours, just all through the day, and you don't have that many big chunks of time off, it's really important to incorporate things that attribute to your peace of mind throughout the day. Um, peaceful moments when you're meditating, uh, listening to your favorite music, going on a run, things that give you fuel and fill your vials so that you have the energy to perform at your best. Things that deplete these vials are people who disrupt that peace of mind. And those are the kind of relationships that you have to really look at and say, is this serving me or is this completely depleting me of my energy? Um, Sometimes it's really difficult to look at this from obviously an outside point of view because we're in it. Um, But it's really important to think about because, again, it's taking a lot of your time and energy to deal with things that are disrupting your peace of mind and kind of robbing you of those peaceful moments that are necessary to perform at your best. So an example of this would be when people talk about cutting a bunch of people out of their lives. Now, I used to be so against this. Like, I... Really, all I cared about growing up were my friends. I didn't care that much about school. I wasn't super, super into academics or into the sports that I was trying to play. Like, I just kind of coasted, but I really put a lot of emphasis in hanging out with my friends and prioritizing them. And I created great relationships. And honestly, I think it helped me, you know, create relationships in my workplace today. But at the end of the day, once you get into your adult life, you have kids, you have a husband, you have uh, responsibilities to pay for, all these things, you do have to cut back on those kind of things that get in the way of you achieving those goals or putting in the quality time with your immediate family that's necessary. So I found in the last couple years, I feel like I've really pulled back on saying yes to going to things unless it's with my really core group of friends just because of time's sake. Um, I don't want to leave my son. I don't want to, you know, say no to work uh, to go to a party either. And that's just the way that I do things. But it does take time to get to that point where you feel comfortable doing that and you feel like you're entitled to your own time. Um, sometimes you dedicate so much time to to other people that you feel depleted at the end of the day and getting really uh, familiar with that feeling is important 
because I always try to take note of that. I'm like, do I feel depleted? Like I'm kind of giving all of my energy outward and not replenishing it inward. And we go back to drama. If your friend calls you with, you know, a 20 minute long drama filled thing that unravels you into that situation or your parents call you to tell you about your aunt that's saying this or that, you know, like there's a multitude of things and it can be really, really, really difficult to say no to your family or to say no to your friends in those times because you want to be there for them. But if it is a constant thing in your life and you feel constantly depleted or like you're this constant resource for people to air their issues, take note of that and go back again and say, am I sacrificing and abandoning myself for just to be an ear to somebody that wants to vent? For number five, I want to talk about when to choose your family and your friends over your work sometimes. Now, obviously, this is subjective. This is completely dependent on people's situations, but I'll just tell you guys a personal story um, just for some context. So earlier this year, I opened my real estate brokerage and I opened a property management business with my husband at the same time. So he owns his own law firm, a title company where we do closings. I own my brokerage and then we own the property management business together. We had always talked about going to business together. We'd always thought about it. And because we work in a similar field, it made sense at the time. So to make a long story short, we got into business together. We went through a couple employees that, you know, really didn't give what they were (laughs) selling, if that makes sense. Like what they said on their resume and what they said that they could bring to the table was not exactly factual. Um, And at the same time, both of us, we had our own businesses to run and then ran that together. So the time that we would be able to spend on this joint venture was after hours, like after work. So it would basically be like us both working on our own businesses and then working on our business together at night and on the weekends. And when I tell you, it was a lot. It was too much. It was seven months of us just in a constant state of this is going to get better at some point kind of thing. Like, the, I think both of us recognized even early on that it made it impossible for us to have a off switch with each other which I think is super important. It's something that I always work on because I tend to be the one that talks about work more than Steven does. Steven's more on a nine-to-five schedule, so he kind of turns work off when he leaves, and I have a little bit more trouble doing that. Um, but this literally made it impossible for us to not talk about work all the time, and I think both of us saw the impact that it was having in our relationship and even our kind of patience, like with just with each other, with our son, just being irritated all the time. And it was just not something that we ever saw an end to. Property management is a very, very time consuming business. And it definitely opened my eyes as to how much work goes into that profession and how 
many houses you have to have to balance the salaries of who you're paying. It was just, it was very stressful and it tied in with my real estate business. So my biggest, you know, goal throughout all of it was to make sure that my clients were happy at the end of the day, because if I'm helping them buy a house and they're happy with the purchase and then they're not happy with the management because we cannot give it the 120% that they deserve, I cannot sleep at night. So we eventually decided to dissolve the business. We actually gave the entire portfolio to a management company that I had been referring business out to previously before opening a brokerage and they had a lot of experience. So I knew that my clients would be in good hands, but it really was for the best of my clients and our relationship. Our relationship has improved so much since doing that. And it's a hundred percent, a thousand million percent worth it for me. If I was really as money hungry as people on social media like to comment and say that I am, I would have kept the the business because I know it could have been really profitable. We put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of marketing time into it, um, a lot of money. We weren't making even close to what the people that we paid were making in that business. Um, But at the end of the day, we both chose our relationship as the priority and our family as a priority. And I can tell you that it was definitely the right decision for us. Um, But the point of what I'm saying is know when something's not working. Um, If you really put your all into your business, but you can see that maybe it's affecting your kids or it's affecting your relationship in a really negative way, you have to look at that too. And, you know, not just be so, so driven by your business that you forget about the people in your life. Um, I do want to make that message clear because I don't think cutting out people that genuinely care for you and have been there throughout your life is always the best option, but it's often the option that's presented just to cut everybody else out of your life and only hang out with people at a certain tax bracket, I guess. I feel like that's what I hear a lot from motivational speeches and all of that is most motivational content is to really surround yourself with people that are ultra successful if you want to be successful, which I totally believe that there's a lot of truth in that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, remember your morals, remember your values. You can't really create a sustainable business that you're happy with if you don't check in with your morals and your values as you're growing it. It's very important to always audit your business. Always look at what you're doing from obviously a numbers standpoint and a financial standpoint, but, but look at how it's aligning with your goals. Look at how it's aligning with your values. Look at how it's making you feel. Is your business growing, but you feel weird about doing it? Um, you know, that's something to look at and always, always pay attention to. And at the end of the day, if you have really, you know, these people in your life that really care about you, and they have a unanimous message that maybe you're doing too much or or they see a difference in you that's negative, take it, take the information. Like not everybody is out to get you. Not everybody, you know, wants you to fail. A lot of people are just looking out for you and they want you to remain true to yourself and 
how lucky are we that we have people in our lives that will call us on our BS and (laughs) will call us on things when we need to be humbled or we need to be checked. Um, It's important to listen to people and and with your confidence and with your boundaries and all of those things, understand that there's a lot of people in your life that care about you and want you to succeed. So focus on those people and let the other people go out of your life. Okay, I'm going to end this episode with a little Q&A from my Instagram at MariJuliet. That's M-A-R-I-J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E. I would love it if you would share this episode with your friends on Instagram, tag me, um, and ask me a question for the next episode if you want to be featured. So the first question is, what did you study in college? So I studied communication and political science. I originally went to college for broadcast journalism and then changed my major to communication after doing a journalism internship. Um, I honestly thought that it was just like the easy degree and I could definitely see where it would be a lot easier than maybe biology or economics. Uh, But I do think that communication helped me a lot in my career now. Actually, I know it did and it helped me a lot with my confidence. They require that you take multiple public speaking courses, which I also did more of in my political science degree. And that helped me tremendously with my confidence and my ability to speak succinctly to people. Um, Basically, in debate classes, you take a lot of information and you condense it into a speech that is clear and concise. And I do feel that that has helped me a lot with day-to-day communication. Uh, Storytelling was one of the classes I remember taking. I remember signing up and saying, well, this looks like the easiest one. It was one of the hardest classes I took. I think I got a C in it, honestly. I think that was my like one C of of my time at FAU, I'm pretty sure. Okay, anyway, um, so the message I want to spread about college because there is so much. there For the past few years, I feel like the most content that I see when it comes to college is just ragging on it that it's such a waste of time that it's a government scheme to do this or that I mean even if it is I know that I learned a lot in college and I got a lot of life experience in college and had a lot of courses where I was talking to other students like where they kind of forced us to create that communication among each other learn about race learn about different walks of life Learn a lot of valuable lessons that I would not have learned had I not stayed in college. Now, my GPA, I told you, I kind of coasted. So my GPA was really bad in the beginning because I didn't take it seriously. I was being a brat, okay? Once I realized and really looked at it from the perspective of my parents invested They invested in Florida Prepaid, which is basically a fund that is an investment fund, which they started before I was born. I'm so fortunate that they did that because it paid for my school, and so many people do not have that opportunity. There are so many people out there that are working several jobs to pay for an education that I was given. So for me to just say F you basically to that opportunity 
that's really what got me back into school and kept me going is just that I would feel terrible doing that honestly um I understand the perspective of not going to school because of student loans I completely understand that perspective I think it's insanity to me how much how much people pay for student loans um but if you do have the opportunity to go to college I just don't like to see the content that's ultra against school and pushing people to drop out of school who do have that opportunity um, and who are going to follow somebody based on their personal experience and follow whatever they say. Because imagine that parent, imagine that parent that saved all that money, that invested money and had an account and made sacrifices for you to go to school. And then you're going to turn around and say, you don't want me to go to school because you don't believe in my dreams or something like that. (laughs) Like, that's the kind of thing that I see a lot. And I'm like, I don't think that that's fair to look at your parent in the face and say, you don't believe in me, even though you invested time and energy to give me the opportunity of an education. Um, There are different reasons for everybody to go down different paths. I don't think you're a good or bad person based on your education. But from my perspective... I think it's really important that we share the message that college and education and even just educating yourself on your own time is super important just in general. Education shouldn't stop when you graduate from school, whether it's from middle school, high school, college. I think educating yourself on a regular basis is very important Um, and unbiased education as much as possible. Uh, Doing your own research based on true factual information is going to keep you level-headed, keep you logical, and be able to communicate really well with people in your field. The second question is, how do you get over fear and being overwhelmed? Um, Definitely get over fear by faking that you don't have the fear. Even now, when I set up showings for a client and I'm on my way and I'm like printing out my listing sheets, I get nervous. It's like a it's almost like a performance and I get nervous, you know, just to make sure that everything's done correctly, that everything's on time, that people are going to show up and that they're going to like it. It's just, there's a lot of things that go into it, but coming with confidence and making people feel, people feel comfortable based on how comfortable you present yourself to be can get you really far And you can actually become naturally way more fearless and confident when you just train yourself. It's all practice. When I first started sales, I would call five people a day. I was so scared. I would mentally prepare the night before. Like I would think about it all night. I would think about it on the way to my internship and like sit there in the chair for 20 minutes before I would make a single call. And now I call people all day long. I'm on the phone all day long and I never give it a second thought. It's all about practice and putting in the experience. And then when, I, when you talk about being overwhelmed, number one thing that honestly my husband taught me is just do the work that's making you feel overwhelmed. When you feel like you have a million things going on, it's usually not a million things. I mean... Odds are it's not a million things. Odds are you're not going to have to work 12 hours to get those things done. 
It's just focused time that you're not giving yourself because you're letting the overwhelmed emotions cloud that judgment. Um, At the end of the day, you make a to-do list, you sit in front of your computer, you sit in a quiet space, you get your work done. Think about back when you were in school, in middle school, or doing your homework. You had set time that you had to get that done because it had to be done the following day. Treat things that way and set that structure for yourself where you set a timer a 25-minute timer is said to be really effective, especially for people with like ADHD and attention issues. Um, a timer can be a really useful tool to just sit down, do the work, and get rid of that overwhelming feeling. The third question is, what is the best area to buy Airbnbs in Florida right now? I have done a lot of research this past year Uh, as far as being in the market and dealing with clients from different areas that have investments in different areas. And I was really interested and surprised to find out that even in South Florida, the East and West Coast have completely different levels of income and consistency of income when it comes to Airbnb. South Florida, if you talk to anybody that lives here, will tell you that it's, it's like its own state. I would, when I talk about South Florida, that's Miami to like Palm Beach, Stewart, Jupiter area. It's completely different like landscape um, and the tourism here is very, very consistent and always has been very consistent. We do see a slight dip of, you know, the amount of people that are here in the summer months, like the dead summer months of like, you know, June, July, August. However, When you compare Southeast Florida to the West Coast, like Naples and Fort Myers, Southeast Florida is much more consistent with Airbnb income, which I was very surprised to find out that the West Coast is a lot more seasonal. Uh, The income dips heavily in the summer and it's a longer summer for them. That's the feedback that I've received from clients that have investments in both places and have decided to move their money to Southeast Florida. Um, The cities that I feel are on the rise are Hollywood Beach, and they encourage development. So if you are applying for Airbnb licenses with the city, it can be easier to get licensing in cities that are encouraging redevelopment, that are encouraging tourism. Uh, That's a great place to invest. Same thing with Hollandale Beach, but there are more restrictions in Hollandale. Um, Lake Worth is said to be a good area to invest in Boynton in Palm Beach counties and then in Broward County um, as well as you know I said Hollywood but Pompano Beach is also still a really great place to invest. They've already done a lot of the work to the city that they plan on doing but there's so much more that they have in store to be done. They're actually putting a downtown waterfront in Pompano Beach, which I was very surprised about. The development basically goes from Dixie Highway to the beach. So if you know South Florida, you know that that's a pretty long stretch. So that's a great place where I see a lot of increase in value. Um, If you want to talk more about Airbnb investing, you can go to the link in my bio, which is on my Instagram page, on my TikTok page. You can also go to mariejulietre.com. That's M-A-R-I-J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E-R-E dot com. 
and we can connect. I'll advise you on where to invest in South Florida. I've been helping investors make tons of money down here in South Florida for the past five years. I specialize in investing from day one in my real estate career, and I can help you with my expertise and connect you with one of my agents if you'd like. We have 25 agents on my team. Um, I've gotten a lot of questions about when I'm hiring. I am hiring experienced agents. Um, by experience, I mean that you have to have closed at least five deals in your career um, in order to start working on my team where I can teach you more about how to gain business organically because I've never paid for Zillow leads. All of my connections with my clients are organic and that's what I teach at my brokerage. So thank you guys for listening to the Evolution of Confidence. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. Before you go, I want to put a spotlight on my listing of the week. This one just hit the MLS. It's 1880 Meadows Drive in Davie, Florida. This house is pristine. It's seven bedrooms, six bathrooms. It was just finished in December of 2021. So it's a brand, brand, brand new property. The finest finishes, the finest appliances. You've got your power shades. You've got your natural light. You've got your three-car garage with epoxy flooring. You have pretty much everything that you could ever ask for in the heart of Davie, Florida, which is just west of Fort Lauderdale. Davie is known for its amazing schools, so if you're looking to move to South Florida and you have a family and you got a lot of kids, this is the house for you. It's listed at 2.599999, and if you visit mariejulietre.com, you can contact me or you can find more information on my Instagram. My spotlight listing for my off-market property, I can't disclose the address, but if you contact me, I will share it with you. It is a waterfront. It actually has two boat slips. It's directly across the street from the ocean, so you just walk on over, two-minute walk to the beach, and this property was just completed, just finished. It is a remodel on a beautifully classic property, classic old Florida, but with a revamped twist. The second story is all master bedroom with a beautiful balcony overlooking your pool, your summer kitchen, your turf area for the kids and the dogs, or either one <laughs> or neither. And this property is amazing. It's four bedrooms. You could Airbnb it. What I would do if this property was a vacation home, I would use it for Airbnb, obviously. You can actually divide the garage to create more bedrooms if you wanted to sleep more people. However, the value in this property is the waterfront and the proximity to the beach. It has two boat slips, so you can actually rent one side. The demand for dock space in South Florida is very high, and you can rent it for at least $1,500, $2,000 a month and use the other side either for your own boat. You could uh, use it as a space for Airbnb guests to jump on a boat if a charter comes to pick them up. There are services that are similar to like Airbnb for boats. So that's something that I would recommend to increase the ROI on that investment. That's being offered at $3 million. So if you're interested, please contact me 
on my Instagram, Mari Juliet, M-A-R-I-J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E, or through my website. Thanks again. Have a great day.